0: You listeners out there, you know what this week is. It is finally the series finale of Pole Dark. We got a lot to talk about this episode. Let's get into it.
1: And it's the end of the road with Pole Dark. How you doing, Corey? I'm doing great. How about you, Dave? I'm good. I'm good. We just watched... Uh, it was Spoiler alert, we are recording this a few days earlier than we normally do. Mm-hmm. And we just dealt with a WrestleMania that definitely did not serve us the conclusions that we needed. So it was kind of nice to watch something that had some conclusions. You
0: know what's wild is... We'll talk about how we feel about the finale. But they inject so much into it, it just had me revved up. It was like... Okay, we're doing this. We're doing that. We're doing okay. All right. Now I'm just like, okay, let's get another season. Of this and no, it, it's it's over. We've reached the end of the line for pole dark right now, unless we read the books.
1: Yeah, but this is this is totally off base from the books. This season, I believe, right?
0: Right. It's not based on upon any book. The only thing that they so had the work to, to do to... was to connect the dots of Ross becoming a covert op by the time we see him in the next book. <laughs> which sure. is, I think, what this entire episode is concerned about. <laughs>
1: Yeah, maybe this episode is like, look, we want just we want to encourage literacy, and we want people to read more. So if we just set this up so it leads into the later books, then, then we're fine.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's what we have to to deal with today. And uh, I'll beat you to it, Dave. There's no other news going on out there. It, it's dry times for every other show that we follow.
1: It doesn't. Help uh, there's mo- one piece of news though. Oh yeah, one piece of Hugh Bonneville news. Lords of Grant the adjacent news. Tell me, fill me in paddington's going to peru baby the bear starts filming in july they're sending him down to peru the darkest peru paddington number three paddington in peru
0: who knew okay uh that that's good that's heartening it's been it's been a long time since the last one it's been about five years
1: yeah i wonder if this is like a covet related like if this would have happened earlier but it's so far down the line
0: I think it's the, the the first two films elevated the profile of the director so much that he had too many other opportunities that he couldn't turn down, and also I think they just ran out of ideas for Paddington that team. So
1: I feel like this, going to Darkest Peru is where we got to go. So
0: I, I guess so. Although he's known for his time in London, but yeah, yeah, we got to go to Peru.
1: We got. I mean, we we've, we've spent two movies in London. Mm-hmm. We got to go back. We got to bring the the Londoners to where the Paddington is from.
0: Who is he going to run into in Peru, Paddington Bear?
1: His father.
0: Who plays his father?
1: Oh, that's a good one. Jim Carter. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. Better not be Idris Elba. It'll be Chris Pratt who plays his father. Make it Vin Diesel.
0: Marshawn. <laughs>
1: I mean, well, I guess it can't be a Brett, so it's got to be someone, maybe Pedro Pascal or something. who's a, a famous Peruvian.
0: That's a good question. That is, uh, forgive us Peru for not knowing uh, more Peruvian
1: stars. Okay. I wonder if the whole gang is going to be in for the whole movie or they're just going to sort of first act and get him out.
0: That's a good question. I don't know. Maybe we should get Ross. We get Aiden Turner to show up as his father. He, he's sailing the seas, huh?
1: As a human. <laughs> With, like, prosthetics.
0: I mean, if he's just Ross Poldark, the number of kids that he's had, why not? He's Oh, know, yeah.
1: We'll get we'll get to that as we go. Some descendant. Yeah, we should just get to this episode though. We should just get to this episode because this is a it's packed. It's the it's the last one, and it does not feel like the last one. Like you, no. it I want more.
0: It's like they're just rearing up to go, or they just realized, oh wait, there's a lot of story we had to tell, and we spent most of our season with this Ned De- De- Despard character when we should have been doing yeah, maybe uh, this.
1: When we as we get started, I will own up to my mistake. Kitty and Cecily gone, mm-hmm. though net, seemingly they bring her up and they kind of trash like, you know, without spoiling much. At the very end, they're like, Jeffrey Charles, th- this is what your future's going to be like. And you're going to get over Cecily like what? <laughs> what yeah. kind of storytelling is that for the last season to tell them to like forget? Like, it's not a big deal. You're gonna be over it soon right.
0: enough. Well, I mean, long story short, let's just cover the low hanging fruit here, which is Jeffrey Charles. He doesn't have much of a plot this episode. Yeah, it's really at the end. He says, "Well, I got back into the military. They just let me back in." <laughs> uh, I
1: thought, I, mean, I thought for sure he was gonna inherit his his father's house. I mean, he could, based on no, what he we're
0: going. didn't, <laughs> but. No, <laughs> no. I'm sure Ross pulled some strings for him to get back into the military. Uh, yeah, definitely. But to your point, Dave, by the time this episode wraps, Jeffrey Charles could go to, not Peru, uh, Honduras. Jamaica. Or, Jamaica. Yeah. And realistically reconnect with Sicily and be fine, be happy. But no, he's just like, I- I'm just going to serve in the military. Huh? After this whole season?
1: Yeah. I mean, the, why not say, oh, you're going to, you know, in this moment of humility for George, he goes, he, he realizes, you know, maybe I shouldn't have been so down on Jeffrey Charles because he's not Ross and he's mm-hmm. not, he's Elizabeth's son. Yeah. He should have the house that he grew up in. You'd and tell. then we see like, maybe Je- Jeffrey Charles gets a letter from Cecily saying like, I heard you got the house. I'm on my way. And we get a glimmer of, no, but he's like, I'm going to go put my life on the line for my country.
0: I mean, and we even see at the beginning of this episode, it's, they preface us five months later, and he's still sad over Sicily. They even say, like, is everything okay? And, oh, well, you know, I'm getting over it. it. It's like, it almost works as an ad for the military. You want to get over something? You got a problem? Just sign up. <laughs> Enlist. Enlist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that is the whole theme of Poldark that we've come come around <laughs> to learning from these five seasons. If you want yeah, to, be, this is
1: not a show about mines and miners. This no. is a show about patriotism and duty
0: and a listing, and uh, that, that's what rises you above the ranks here. Um, okay, so that takes care of Jeffrey Charles. I'm or not, when is
1: very much gonna give birth?
0: Which I don't know. How long did it take people back then to figure out if they were pregnant or not?
1: apparently 4 months
0: <laughs> cuz yeah for the timeline to work here either she's having a premature child or yeah she just took her a minute to realize oh wait a second that stomach isn't just me grow- gaining weight it's a, it's a baby well all on top of everything else that changes too when you're pregnant but still yeah, all this like haven't
1: <laughs> <laughs> haven't I haven't had my period in 4 months but that's just me being me <laughs>
0: uh-oh yeah and you know, we, we do see in this episode the school. It's been built in record time in these five months. They've built this entire... It's like, like
1: Jehovah's Witness temple. It's they, tall. They had everyone put their hands in mm-hmm. and they did it. They got it done. And
0: All I could think is like, this is a massive structure for 27 pupils, they say. that That's it? <laughs> uh, that's that's a good number, though. That's, that's good. It's good. Um, but yeah, it's thriving.
1: I, yeah, and Rosina's going to be the teacher once once Morwenna goes and has the baby
0: I hope she's learned enough to, to take over by then
1: Morwenna seems to either not care enough or <laughs> she's like hey, you actually are smart or she's like nah I'm done I'm cashed out
0: yeah, yeah I mean Dave you, you recall when we had substitute teachers it was just coasting while the real teacher was out so I think that's what these kids are in store for
1: and this is a long term sub
0: could be. It's going to be. be
1: a semester that they all forget.
0: Anyway, some events happen in the episode where Drake uh, has to take care of business which stresses out Morwenna so severely. She goes into labor.
1: She goes into labor standing up. Uh-huh. And then gives birth in like an hour. <laughs> I I don't I mean
0: I'm sure this is this happens I've never seen this in any TV show though where she's kind of just hunched lurched forward and it it looks like she's dumping out this baby like that's what it, it, it looks really like. does <laughs> they really don't do her any favors
1: and then Demelza comes in she's like I'm gonna deliver a baby let's do it game on let's <laughs> she play.
0: she pulls up her sleeves <laughs> like let's get in there
1: and they're like oh no the baby's already born and she it was done, clean
0: that baby had no placenta on it at all. It was totally just, you know, ready. It yeah, is one, like,
1: work. old white rag, still white. <laughs> that thing yeah. would be, that floor would be gross. I mean, maybe if you
0: deliver it that way, she it just You didn't even doesn't... lie down. I know. That's what I was thinking. Why isn't she on her back? Uh, but I, I was more concerned for her because... Based on the timeline, I just kind of assumed she wasn't ready to have the child, and the way they kept portraying how dramatic this was, like, I thought something was going to go wrong in this moment. Like, we we're going to have mm-hmm. some kind of loss. And then, no, the baby comes out beautiful, and then Drake shows up like, oh, yeah, I just kind of Oh no, out.
1: Something does go terribly wrong for this baby. It gets oh, its yeah. name.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's funny. One second, though. It, it's just that Drake was supposed to be involved with some task, and he just sh- happens to show up right on time Like, it wasn't that dramatic as they were planning it up to be. But, okay, as you're saying, the most dramatic moment is the naming of the child. Love Day. Terrible.
1: This makes Ursula seem like a great name.
0: It makes Valentine sound like a fantastic name. What? what? I mean,
1: it's is—it's a synonym for Valentine, Love Day.
0: And and, And maybe it would be better if it wasn't so clumsily laid out where, man, what a day. What love? Oh, that's a name. Loved. <laughs>
1: what? <laughs> that's what you get for letting a like a simpleton like Drake Carr name a baby.
0: <laughs> the fact that Marwen, your brother's a
1: preacher. It. There's like a gazillion half decent biblical names you could have used. Mm-hmm. No, Love Day.
0: She's going to be so bullied growing up because of that name. All these kids are going to be friends because they're bullied for their names growing up. That's what's going to happen.
1: Yeah. Well, Ursula, <laughs> Valentine, Cloence... And the the thing is, they're going in these wild directions.
0: And what are the names of the parents th- that are having them? Okay, Morwen is a little bit out there, but Drake, it's pretty basic. Ross, it's pretty basic. George, George, Elizabeth, Elizabeth. <laughs> I mean, Demelza, Francis. A little bit, yeah, you just go down the line. Of so many of these names are so. It's I don't know. I don't know. And Demelza
1: isn't Demelza and Morwenna are not cringe inducing. No. Also, Morwenna's got John Conan over in in. You know, who knows where, yeah. Another un- unfinished plot point.
0: Well, we can dig in on that next week, uh, yeah, absolutely. But I know in Britain, though, there was a history of like you know, your last name is the trade that you operated in and stuff like that. But the first names, it, ain't, it, ain't, it doesn't go like this. That, that yeah, it. no, that's a curse. But they have the child, and that that's their happily ever after them having a child,
1: yeah. Seems like a very linear season for them.
0: Yeah, for the most part. Him just saying, like, let me in. And she would be like, okay. Well, no, she did stop that child for a few episodes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I guess there was that, but not much. Yeah. Uh.
0: Sam. Or, uh, no, no. Yeah, Sam on the other side of the coin.
1: Yeah, I mean, Tess is up to no good, and we'll get deeper down that hole as we continue to talk about the episode, but... It seems as though Tess has, has... She goes by Sam, and Sam's like, Hey, it's been a while since we, we've studied together. And she goes, I got bigger fish to fry than you. And it just leaves them high around. and dry.
0: Doesn't even turn around to look at him. Just keeps walking.
1: Makes you wonder why this was a necessary plot point in the first place.
0: Uh, so, well, to give you some kind of happy ending for for Sam. For Sam? Yeah.
1: But is it a happy ending for our, our pal, Rosina? She's been... T- t- tossed around emotionally by these corn boys I, I, that's the thing that baffles me is like you're telling me there's
0: no other men in the town that you could go for there's gotta be someone else than just this preacher boy I get that you may have fallen for, her, but, for him but come on there's so many other people out there Hmm. Uh. but you know she does confess to Morwenna that you know I'm still in love with, with that guy
1: with that preacher yep the hunky preacher.
0: And they're like, well, you can do something about that. And so she tells him, hey, I'm still down if you're down. We were a wed at one point, which I, I don't
1: know what that means exactly when she says a wed. It, they weren't engaged at all. I think they were like, they were uh, discussing it. It wasn't, I mean, they don't really date Passively. in this show. They're just kind of like, I like you. Do you want to marry me?
0: Right. Check yes or no. Uh, and yeah. Sam, right there, he says, "Yes, I'm still down. I'm single,
1: <laughs> very single."
0: And before you know it, they're married.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's they're, that, they're that's the last scene the of all the
0: people on, on Cornwall. They're all celebrating them with the flowers. I assume that's what the flowers are around them and everything. Yeah, unless it's like an engagement party, but
1: no, they're getting married. Sam, Sam wants to knock some boots.
0: I do like the one moment, though, where, like, Rosina walks by, and then Drake kind of, like, punches his brother in the shoulder, like, hey, check her out, man. <laughs>
1: Welcome to the club, bro.
0: I almost married her. You do
1: good to do the same. <laughs> it's like, I almost, if it wasn't for, it wasn't for, uh... More he Whitworth <laughs> getting killed or whatever happened to him. <laughs> getting hogtied. Oh,
0: man. Well good on them
1: <laughs> sure
0: I thought I, th- I thought Sam he acted pretty well this episode he had a, he had a grin on his face like as if he knew something's gonna work out for me God's got my back
1: yeah yeah it seemed like t- well the other scene where we see him I guess you know we'll keep beating around the bush this plan that Ross has in play mm-hmm. when there's the big reveal that like the second unit is the kar boys and Zacky, I'm like, Sam is in on this? What? Yeah.
0: Domestic terrorism? Or or trying to avoid that, I guess. Okay. Uh good to see Zacky getting in on the business here in this episode. He just gets like one or two lines, but the dude is so pumped up to be there.
1: Oh, he's in. and you see him, it's like, yeah, Zaki. <laughs> yeah. Woohoo.
0: Well, I mean, I think we could we, I guess we could talk about Dwight before we get to the main plot line. Or Dwight I kind have of figures? Yeah, that's into an it, easy though.
1: enough one to well, Dwight I mean, Dwight does factor into things, but I think the Dwight and Caroline of it all can exist mm. in its own discussion sure. wherein Caroline she basically says that she she has some doubts in, in Dwight as a, you know, trustworthy partner. Yep. And she says that that you know, a situation unfolds where where there's going to be some house guests. <laughs> And Mm -hmm. it's reminiscent of Kitty. And Caroline brings up the fact that she thought that there was a romantic relationship between Kitty and Dwight. And, I mean, pretty baffling. Yeah. And she brings up, we finally, finally, Dr. Dwight has to own up to the fact that he did that thing to Karen. That wound up getting her killed. Well, does he own up to it? She accuses. He's like, "That's not happening again, and that's not what yeah. it's like with Kitty. I don't have feelings for Kitty.
0: I do find it funny though, because like we don't really—it's not really clear to me that Caroline is aware of that history until this episode. and I just want to know what that conversation was, where they're just swapping stories about exes, and he just tells her outright, "Yeah, well, you know, I was hooking oh, yeah. up with this lady who was bet- betrothed to another man once." <laughs> And uh, And
1: then he killed her. And then he ran away with the help of my best friend, Ross. But
0: you don't have to worry about that, Caroline.
1: That's in the past. (laughs) You wonder if Caroline's like, I was like, I mean, I feel like Caroline was a party girl. So she might have gotten, you know, had a friend or two. But at the same time, this is the early 1800s. I don't think so. Yeah.
0: I feel like we could have used the scene earlier this season, maybe, of him, like, somehow fumbling out that story to her to kind of place that seed of mistrust cuz it doesn't really seem to manifest at all this season until like you know he has his work and that bothers her cuz he keeps that private uh-huh. but the kitty thing comes out of nowhere and then she still starts accusing him of that and then it's only until halfway through the episode where she starts to say well you know i was kind of using the kitty thing as an excuse because i'm just insecure you know about yeah after she
1: holds um love 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 day yep she says I realized I closed my heart after we lost our last kid mm-hmm. and I was afraid to open it back up. So I blame the fact that you slept with a woman who wound up getting murdered by her husband as a reason to keep you at an arm's length.
0: Yep. And th- that, that is that. So, you know, Dwight pretty much promised promises like, we'll, we'll be done with that. Okay.
1: <laughs> that only happened the one time that the yeah. woman was murdered. Because I was sleeping with her.
0: And so they're going to, and so they say, you know, we had, we tried to have the baby one, that one time. It went sideways, didn't work out. What are we to not try it again? What do we got to lose, really? Let's do it. Let's give it another go.
1: They have a really nice conversation about why they're emotionally detached and they seem more like friends than, than partners.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So that's a, it was a nice moment. Nice closure to why Caroline's been a little funky around Dwight the whole season.
0: And they're closer now. They're, they're ready to give it another shot.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Although, it, it's so funny because like, the fact that they were talking about trying to get her pregnant and everything, I thought she was already pregnant on the show just based on her looks and stuff. Uh, she,
1: yeah, I thought that reveal could be coming at any moment.
0: But then I just look up and I see that the actress was pregnant at the same time. And it's like,
1: uh, what a okay. missed opportunity just to
0: say she's pregnant and then like show the baby. Yeah, especially bond.
1: when you take the the story into your own hands, you're not going off of any source material. And yeah, exactly.
0: And, and, and to my eyes, she also looked visibly pregnant the past two or three episodes. Uh-huh. I don't know what you they were. Like the doctor, to you mean.
1: should have been like, hey, hey, man, yeah, you're pregnant. Just look at her. I've seen this before. She has. That was her third child too. The actress. Wow. Yeah, Still got those long arms, lean arms.
0: Still got them. So, anyways, kudos to that couple being happy.
1: Mm-hmm. Which I think leaves us just pretty much the meat of the episode.
0: Which is the Ross of it all, right?
1: The Ross of it all. He's been deep undercover for five months, being emotionally negligent to his wife to be on the level with this French guy.
0: Uh, Roscoff yeah but like again we've seen uh, him say this so many times over which is just like he would never lie to to Demelza again and yet this is him lying to her and I understand they go to great lengths to try and justify it but at the same time Mm -hmm. really?
1: (laughs) yeah do Do you have to do that for five months? yeah So not only is he lying to Demelza Mm -hmm. within this sort of lie, this false reality that he's sort of stoking to keep the French on his side, he's leading Tess on. Yeah. Which, I was like, "This, this is not necessary.
0: So they did a good fake out there of, like, they do the five months forward, and then Ross is entertaining Tess, and I was like, what is going on here? And now, to preface this all, my mom watch this entire series after we started covering it she was like oh i'll watch that and then she just watched the whole thing and she's Uh been emphatic the whole way like i like the show i didn't like the ending i didn't like the way they wrapped it up and so when i started this episode it was like oh oh is this actually happening is this why she hates it because all of a sudden ross is just with tess out of nowhere uh they had me for a second there uh, until DeMels is listening in i was like no 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 (laughs)
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I know they never have. I said, this is, come on now. and Because they show her like, as a French sympathizer. And mm-hmm. at, if she was just, like, hovering around Ross and then they both kind of start leaning into the French stuff, she's like, who would have thought I'd be stealing a war and helping the French Revolution? And Ross is like, yes.
0: <laughs> I like that. Uh but, yeah, we we do see a few – I mean, kudos to Aiden Turner because he really is convincing at having some chemistry with her that comes out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, because this actress is very much a buzzkill.
0: Yeah. And so, like, she she's goosing around with him a couple times in this episode, and he's just saying – even the, he's on the, the beach with her, and George and the boys see him down there like, oh, it doesn't seem like Ross is such a, a stand-up fellow there, stepping out on his woman, the skullduggery <laughs> woman. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah, Valentine is there. We're like, there he is. <laughs> They're all just looking at him in broad daylight. Uncle Carrie's like, "Hey, check him out." Hey, Hey, Ross. I see you.
0: <laughs> Look up here. Uh, well, if we want to break it break it up, well, the test of it all. She's just a pawn in this whole thing of Ross getting undercover to get in good with the French. And mm-hmm. when Demelza choose out Ross, because she's like, oh, well, I guess it's it's hard to kind of <laughs> go down that, but. Either way, Tess ends up single by the end of us. End of it, and the parting shot of Tess is just her marching off into the stones over the water.
1: <laughs> she's just gonna, she's gonna take a long walk walk off a short pier in this one.
0: Which to put a button on Tess, what a strange season. She's just she's just there to make the lives of the Polarks miserable, and that's
1: it. She or doesn't or grow. No. So spoiler, alert, obviously they all make it out alive, and Ross. Ross is like, I spared you. I could have had you sent to jail with the rest of those people, but I chose not to. Mm-hmm. After all you did, you tried to set my house on fire. You messed with my wife. You messed with me. Yeah. You stole from me. <laughs> Can't you just be done with it? And she's like, no. She, they should have just taken a. They should have had renegade justice. Maybe, you know, that's where Verity comes in. She's like, oh, no, no honor for my family's name and just slap her. from the sure. grassy knoll <laughs> the,
0: the thing I think the most disappointing thing about Tess is that there was just I guess we'll save it for next week Of just she just didn't work as a character
1: yeah yeah
0: uh, and a, lar- a large part of that is because of storytelling of the start and stop of the season um,
1: yeah exactly
0: but yeah Ross is undercover because you know as we saw the last episode he was trying to protect himself and his family but the thing is, we don't realize at the beginning of the episode that it's like a double cross. Mm-hmm. That he's actually doing this to help the British.
1: I mean, yeah, I've, that's obvious.
0: <laughs> I know. It, 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 But they don't play it that way because he doesn't reveal his plans. They, 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 We just see him doing his... Well, I
1: figured he was doing. He was going to feed the information to Wickham and stop the invasion as it was going to happen.
0: Well, I'm a slow man, Dave.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> been a long weekend of, of 10 hours of wrestling. A lot, yeah.
0: Yep, I had to dumb down my brain to watch all the wrestling, and then I had to kind of level it back up for <laughs> Uh So anyways, though, he does have a conversation though with Dwight, and Dwight's and saying,
1: I heard you were saying,
0: Tess, man, what are you doing?
1: Ross is like, leave me out of this. Oh, yeah, he says, I don't love her. I don't love my wife anymore.
0: Which, the the silliness of this is taken to the extreme where like Dwight's like, all right, man, do whatever. Ross gives him some, some instructions to go to Nampura, lock himself in the basement for a while, and then take some notes.
1: Yeah, write down what you hear.
0: How long do you think Dwight is, is locked in the basement?
1: Long time. Probably a couple hours. You don't see any food down there. You don't see anything to drink. He <laughs> doesn't want him to fart or, or burp or anything like that. That's right. Yeah, that's true. Or pee or poop. It's like, go down there. You got to. <laughs> Just write down what you hear, and that's it. I think I would have liked the scene better
0: <laughs> if they're in there having a serious conversation. It's like, what does that smell?
1: You <laughs> smell like like beans in here. It smells
0: like dookie. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> Dwight What's just had to take horror? care of business,
1: <laughs> or he really asked to pee, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> for
0: us, really abuses Dwight as a friend. He really does. Um, which yeah, I think, he's
1: lying to everybody's face in this episode.
0: Yeah, which I think is partially why Dwight immediately goes back to his wife and tells her, "Yeah, he's lying uh, about stuff. He's undercover, pretty much, to, to save his family." <laughs> which then Caroline, she sees Demelza and her family show up. They they want to stay with her until I guess Verity is coming through with the uh, uh, blamey to to take them away.
1: Yeah, thank God they said her name once this season.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, acknowledge she existed. And then Caroline lets her know, and it's like, Ross, you literally went through all of this, and you didn't realize that if you told anything to Dwight, he was probably going to tell his wife, who would then tell Demelza,
1: <laughs> who then told Prudy. Everybody knows.
0: Yeah, what a dumb, dumb man. Like, I feel like the show is just kind of underserving Ross. Also, here.
1: just to assume that that none of Hanson's goons, uh, Burkett or Burkett or whatever, we get his name this week, the mm-hmm. spy. That this fella's lurking around. All the time. Or that Tess might just tell Hanson. She has a history of giving him information.
0: Right. Also, what is the security He's, at his home? Where there people just keep... There's like three or four times this episode, people just barge in Ross's door. <laughs> Open door policy there. And the spies oh, yeah, I don't hang- think there's a lock. No, and the spy's just hanging out the entire time. Not once does anyone say, like, hey, you... Well, the
1: horse. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, I've seen you around. You, you want to get a drink? You looking for work or something? I I don't know what's going on.
0: Uh, A lot of convenience going on with the plot this episode. Absolutely.
1: Uh, A ton of convenience.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Ross, the the dummy, gets played because, yeah, Demelza immediately figures out what's going on and comes back to him and says, you didn't think I was not going to find out about this?
1: Well, she doesn't quite do that. (laughs) Right.
0: Well, no, she – well, I, I guess I'm jumping ahead a bit. She does have a scene where she gives Ross the opportunity to come up and fess up about Tess, and he doesn't.
1: Yeah. Well, and similarly to Dwight talking about Karen, Mm. they feel the need to bring up Hugh Armitage and Elizabeth again. Yeah. Just just like one more time for old times' sake. It's like, Tess, don't waste our time with this.
0: But, I mean, that did sell me a little bit on, like, what is Ross up to because he's really – making it hard for Demelza right now with her infidelity.
1: (laughs) Of all these people in the show, uh, Caroline, Dwight, Prudy, Demelza, I would just go right to Demelza first and say, hey, I'm deep undercover. I'm not going to do anything bad. Yeah. But I might have to do things that are like bad adjacent.
0: And then Demelza still shames Ross because she's like, well, you're hurting a poor girl's heart. And it's like, he's like, it's Tess. She's evil. She's she's
1: from hell. All the same. <laughs> well Yeah, but Demelza said she pities Tess. Tess tried to burn your house to the ground. Yeah, you you would think uh she'd know better. Uh, uh
0: so anyways though. I forget. This all starts to jumble together. But
1: So George tells Hansen and mm-hmm. um and Marks- Merceron Marks- about this, and they're like this is just the information we need to have them hung. It's fantastic. By the way, this is
0: all perfect. They're, they're hanging around Cornwall. There's even a scene where Ross is saying to them, "You guys are just going to keep hanging around here. You don't <laughs> like, want to What is leave?
1: your problem with me?
0: It's just at the local bar. You know, they're all just hanging out.
1: Yeah. And so George tries to, enter, or rather, George. So what happens is, this general comes from France. That Ross's guy, uh, what's his, what's the general's name? Toussaint.
0: Yeah, Toussaint.
1: General Toussaint comes from France to meet up with Ross. Yeah, I think he's high-ranking talented, general. Mm-hmm. Whatever he is, he comes, and this is where Dwight takes those notes about what the, mm-hmm. what they have, and then he sends us in an envelope to give to Wickham in London. Yeah. It is then intercepted mm-hmm. by Hanson and Merceron and George who then read it and George is like well oh our whole case against Ross we're going to have him hung as being a you know treason and and get him just like we got his boy and but now you know he's he's one of the he's a patriot he's a true hero we've we've messed up to which Hanson and Mercer are like who's to say they have to find out
0: yeah we, we, could, we can really use this uh, to our advantage. And why does this, this paperwork smell like piss? What what, what happened to this paperwork?
1: <laughs> Just got a little turd like he had to wipe his behind with it.
0: Dwyer <laughs> was down there for at least five or six hours. Unquestionably. The,
1: the last sentence is, I'm sorry for the mess on the paper. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Please deliver to Wickham immediately. <laughs> You tipped
1: the horse, the rider, very well, saying apologize for the smell.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. So
1: these guys, regardless of the smell of the letter, they're like, we need to triple cross Ross or however you want to do it. Mm -hmm. We need to go tell Toussaint that Ross has been a snitch. Yeah. He's been a double agent the whole time. So then they just go to do it. Right.
0: So Ross has saunt over, and they're talking about plans of, you know, what the invasion is going to look like, what they're going to get up to. And they're even kind of bonding, like, oh, yeah, I like swords and stuff. Oh, me too. They, they actually seem like they're getting on well. And then Merceron walks in. Well, then
1: Demelza comes in first. Oh,
0: Hanson walks in.
1: Oh, yeah. Demelza. Demelza. Yeah. Demelza comes in, and she's like, oh, you're, you know, like, she kind of subtly flirts with with uh, Toussaint, yes. who they're also t- has t- a conversation yeah. with Ross about how cheating is great mm-hmm. and like why be faithful to your spouse. Yeah, which I and mean, then, of course, the French
0: people love to hear. So he's wrapping oh, yeah. it up.
1: Yeah, and then and they're talking about Napoleon the whole time. They're like, what's Bonaparte's plan for this? Yeah, and then Ned walks in. He's like, "This is what I have." Like he was gonna snitch on you the whole time and then Guns a Kimbo. like <laughs> he's got oh two, yeah. two Ross, pistols. Ross is like You got me, you son of a gun. I, I can't believe you did this and then uh Toussaint's like, Alright, let I'm gonna kill you. And then Demels <laughs> is like, I hate his guts. Make him suffer. I, kill make it serious. And then uh Hansen's like, Can't we just kill him real quick? Please,
0: <laughs> Desan. No, he wants to have fun.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's, it, Ross is like, you know, this guy's not like a French sympathizer. He's just a greedy sob. All he wants is money, and he wants to, his reputation to be whatever he wants. And, you know, so yeah, Ross gets a little moment, and they're like, all right, fine, we'll have a duel mm-hmm. with swords.
0: I mean, because that's and what I they bonded like, over just like five minutes ago.
1: Yeah, you know, story clues. I, this
0: is good breadcrumb storytelling because how many times do we see Ross training with Ned this season on sword fighting? A couple times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's ready to go.
1: And in true, you know, they have a sword fight in the, the moonlight. Yeah. Pretty good fight. Bar. And Ross resorts to his fist a few times.
0: I was so... Amped up to see that. That's all I wanted to see in this finale was Ross punch a guy a few more times. And the fact that he had a sword in his hand while he was doing it, even better.
1: That's great. Yeah, good raw, good, good Ross fight in this one.
0: And I do like that he almost he almost gets got. Scott. Like Tissant could have literally murdered him, but he wanted to keep playing with him. He he liked having a sparring partner.
1: Mm-hmm. But he and, doesn't
0: get to finish the fight. Hansen's just standing there with the guns the whole time, just
1: can I shoot yet? <laughs> Can I can I shoot the sob? I just want to do it, please, please.
0: Yeah. We get to the highlight of the episode here.
1: But it's not Hanson that gets to shoot the shot.
0: Mm-mm. It's George.
1: It's George. I, I was like, woo! Oh, man, That's I a, popped, I, so, popped, popped hard. so hard. That was great moment. Great Incredible. moment. He
0: he he shoots. He, he he has guns in two hands and makes both shots. He hits Hanson and then he gets to right in the throat <laughs> he and kills him. Because right. Dwight comes in immediately and it says very plainly, Oh, he's dead. <laughs> like, no gravity to his voice or anything. It's just like, Oh, he, he, you, you killed him. Like, you shot him in the but throat. But I do
1: like that George immediately goes back into George mode when he's like, Why don't we kill Hanson too while we're here? Just make it a clean situation where he's dead too. And they're like, No, 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 no. Yeah. He'll live.
0: Yep. And then Ross and George have a, a glass of brandy.
1: Yeah, great scene. Great scene. This is the scene that we needed.
0: Yeah, where they're just kind of like, "Oh, we just go back to the way things were before where we were just like enemies. You know? That was fun. Yeah, he's
1: like, I'll always be in your debt.
0: But I'd hate you.
1: <laughs> and they're like, alright, cool, see ya.
0: Yeah, just keep it frosty between the two of them.
1: In the meanwhile, while this is happening, Sam, Drake, and Zachy just do everything perfectly.
0: Oh, right. So, so Ross did ask for a distraction that Hanson and Merceron kind of messed up by intruding on, on Ross and Toussaint. But they were supposed to send, set off these fireworks in the caves that, yeah, as you said, Zaki was overjoyed to do. He's like, oh, yeah, let's blow them up. Cause they're gonna yeah, so
1: basically they, like, lo- they lock a bunch of the French mm-hmm. troops and sympathizers in the mine. Yeah. They collapse a, a part of the mine and then get the guns out.
0: Which is, yeah, because Ross is going to, he's already delivered the, he's, in his mind, he's already delivering the news of, of this invasion and stuff. So everything's kind of like put to bed pretty pat there, uh, except for this. But there's something kind of scary about the way Zack and them blow up the mines, and he's gleeful about it. And it's like, you just murdered probably a half dozen men or more.
1: I think he trapped them. I don't
0: think they're murdered. Well, and if Zacky did
1: murder them, they're the French. Okay.
0: And we know the British; they hate their French. Mm-hmm. Uh But yeah, as we said earlier, Drake gets called away to go see his baby that got pooped out, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they I, they do trap him in. And so. And I
1: like that. Ross and Demelza are like so hunky dory immediately after this, like almost double homicide that happens on their property. Yeah. He's like, I can't believe you made this work so effortlessly, and she's like. Well, you were doing such a great job. If I were DeBell's, I would be like, you listen to me, Ross. You've -hmm. been lying to me about putting your life on the line as a French sympathizer. You saw what happened to your friend last week, Despard, and you're still doing treacherous things with these guys around. Like, I I say, you're sleeping on the couch tonight, Ross. But no, she's like, I'm thrilled.
0: Because they have to rush to the resolution here in the episode. Uh hmm But yeah, I mean everything is pretty much corrected. The the he, he has Hansen, you know, give him back the letter so it could be sent to Wickham. Uh and Yeah, he's got them by the neck. He's he's gonna just make sure they're in jail or
1: whatever. Yeah, and Wickham is like Wickham basically says like, Well, you've done what you can but it's not enough. I'm gonna need you to do more. And it's like, I really don't need another ten minutes of this episode, <laughs> yeah. But it keeps on going. Where, like, how are we gonna get Hanson and Mercer on? And it's like, well, if the big government can't do it, maybe the small government can. Mm-hmm. And i'm Like, are you kidding me? This is so stupid. <laughs> and they're both standing
0: there in their nightgowns, oh, mm-hmm. billowy large nightgowns. <laughs> And, uh, getting,
1: getting arrested for possession of illegal brandy. Yep,
0: but they'll. And then, yeah,
1: <laughs> the judge is like, "This better be good." And they're like, "You know who we are." Was like, "I'm a magistrate. I'm gonna get us out of this quickly." And then Ross is in a chair, mm-hmm. in the same room. I don't know, like, what is going on. He's like, "I have a list of all these guys' crimes," and he says, "Oh, they're gonna be in the Truro jail for a couple of days at least."
0: Yep so th- that's, that's all, we all we get for them great uh, and the one thing about just going back to the Wiccan piece he's like remember how I told you earlier this season about being a covert op well yeah re- revisit that the, the way he calls back to this thing like
1: oh yeah we're supposed to remember that happened Yeah, but I, in my head I thought Ross was being a covert op the whole time <laughs> trying to get these French guys well, it's like wasn't. no you, that was a side hustle you did just to redeem your name
0: yeah and, and the the Ross and the bells of all yeah she does forgive him immediately and then they make love it's like you know everything's all set uh huh also yeah we, we do we mention that Prudy knew the whole time too uh, that everything was going on
1: well I think she knew at the same time that Caroline did
0: yeah it's like man they really dropped the ball in doing more with Prudy loose lips oh, here where was Garrick by the way
1: they met Garrick is Garrick is in the shot when they're at Dwight and um, oh really dwight and caroline's house you see garrick is there <laughs> like there's like the perfect shot of the the cloans and jeremy and demelza and garrick and we see horace gets a little love a shot too and this one he's sleeping on the chair
0: yep so uh yeah so we we get to the the last scene Yeah, where there it's just a bunch of happy endings for everyone where you see Sam and Rosina happy. You see the baby with Drake and Rowena. You see Tess being sent off. You see Dwight and Caroline being happy. But By the way, Dwight's going to be working with Ross uh, Covert. So it's like you had a cushy job. You're writing papers and stuff. You'd rather do this? Okay. Sure. But but I thought, the way I interpreted it was Wickham was asking him to do this and, and to then Convict Merceron and Hanson. This was like the only way forward was for him. If he wanted to get them to be put away for good, you have to agree to this. Uh, but
1: Maybe. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't know.
0: I, I just don't buy that. Cl- it's clumsy. Yeah. Ro- Dwight's really going to uh, give up his life of a luxury for this? Sitting in a little uh-huh. hole somewhere, right? taking notes while Ross does some work?
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, Also, Demel's is pregnant. We keep... <laughs> dancing around it
0: (sighs) and she wants to name the child he wants to name the child Henry which is Mm -hmm. I'm so glad to hear a a reasonable name for once uh, of a child Uh and hers is uh, Isabella fine Isabella Rose sorry that's Uh, fine they they really have those names ready to go off the rip yeah
1: And they do their little poem about two hearts, one beat. Mm-hmm. And then they send us packing. Yeah. And we also skipped over a few little things.
0: Oh, by the way, the Valentine- the Henry and Isabella Rose thing is a is a wink and a nod to two children that eventually pop up in the book. So oh,
1: okay. Yep. Alright. So Valentine wanted a mine. Mm-hmm. George wanted to joke joke gift him wheel leisure. Yeah. And then at the end of the episode, George comes and says, hey, man, I'm leaving my house, which is where I thought he was going to say I'm going to leave it to that bum Jeffrey Charles just because I don't want it anymore. Mm-hmm. But he goes, no, I'm leaving. And uh, don't let Valentine talk to you again. He's not related to you. And it's like, okay.
0: Well, it's not like, okay, Ross just kind of solemnly nods his head like, yeah, I, I guess I can't really claim that child as my own because... Uh, it's just yeah, like now's moment. not
1: the time to fight. That's what season six is for.
0: Yeah, uh, that's fine. He, he's he's good with that. But but it is funny because the entire time Valentine just wants to open a mind and connect with Uncle Ross. And Uncle
1: Says, Uncle Ross is Uncle Ross going to teach me? And I thought in this moment George is going to be like, all right, fine, you can hang out with Uncle Ross. But no, it's like George's George can't change like that. Yeah. I, and there's the moment where where I think where George and Ross are talking when they're having the brandy, where George is like, Ross is like. You know, I will owe you forever, and that's just like that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and George is like, I relish having someone owe me anything, whereas you just don't, you know, you accept yeah. it. And you see, I think that like this reminded me a bit of Justified, mm-hmm. where spoiler alert, I don't even honestly I don't remember the end of Justified all that well, but that uh, you know, Timothy Oliphant and uh, what's his name, Baby Billy. Walton Goggins. Walt Goggins are you know the whole time they have this ten- tension between them they're a good guy bad guy and at the end of the show they're like we had something in common once let's put it all behind us and just you know we can always agree on the good times yeah but Ross is you know this could have been a moment for George to be like I don't want Valentine here because I don't want you putting frogs in his pants or something like that or you know Elizabeth right, give loved a the both as of us why or something let's let's call it a day or something. This was all Francis's mess that we had to clean up. Something to like t- t- tie it up, but he's like, no, don't talk to Valentine. That's and fine. Then, I'm okay
0: with that, though. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I mean, I guess I don't want George having the peaceful ending. And this is a little. This leaves him as sort of conflicted. Well, I think he needs peace because
0: he's kind of, in his own way, he's been tormented each of the seasons as well. Just you know, trying to make the relationship with Elizabeth work. And just, you know, Ross being always up in his business, even though, you know, it's partially himself to blame. So I'm fine with leaving him contented for whatever whatever it's worth. Um, I did yeah. like the moment early in the episode, though, where he's ta- talking to Uncle Carrie, and he's like, what better thing to do than to leave a mine that belong, you know, to, uh, you know, a relative of Ross's <laughs> That he'll never get to, to a have boy. that he wants. And then the way Uncle Carrie laughs, where he's just like
1: <laughs> Uncle Carrie has a good time in this episode. He's
0: like, I'm just here for the ride at this point. Oh yeah, he's laughing it up the entire time. Uh,
1: On the same token, this is brought up early in the episode where Dwight is talking about Ross and Elizabeth, mm-hmm. and he's like, You don't know the things that you've done to those two, like George, you know, the and I think he's a, about to outright tell Ross in that moment. She basically died because of you two having a kid together. Yeah. And then he just, like, you know, I thought I thought that was the time for Ross to have some introspection. But, you know, Dwight backs off. Because yeah. Dwight had that medicine the whole time. Dwight took it from the scene, you know, that, the that scene w- of her death.
0: That was a good moment, though. Because you could see Ross for a moment recognizing, oh, I may be the reason why everyone else has issues around me in some ways. Mm-hmm. But he's so caught yeah. up in his moment that he can't really look past like nope, got to stay to the stick to the mission. And
1: yeah. And I think that's the first time someone other than Demelza has said like you're Valentine's dad, boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Dwight very very easily could have said, I helped your wife or you know, I helped Elizabeth give yeah. birth to a baby early because you and your pride had to go sleep with her that one time. And Dwight doesn't, you know, Dwight takes the high road. Right. But, but we also see in George's parting shot, we see one last time he sees the spirit of Elizabeth walking into the house. Now, yeah, is now this supposed be. to signify he is emotionally closed the door? You know, he's moving forward from Elizabeth, or he's going to go back?
0: I, it's either he, it's closed the door or they're uh, setting up a spin off with Elizabeth's ghost haunting George in the house. And it's a comedic that he doesn't show. live in anymore. Yeah, exactly.
1: I mean, no, she's just haunting Bessie, who's still on the payroll.
0: Yeah. Uh, so,
1: I just kind of find I it funny though,
0: that they're closing Trend with for good, and it's like that's the Poldark home. You're just going to people are going to move into there probably. Yeah, You're, that's right? why I thought like
1: Jeffrey Charles would inherit that house, or Valentine would inherit. The, no, Valentine's not It's going to be Jacka
0: who's living there soon enough because no one's paying attention. Yeah, Tess. <laughs> or or uh, Harry. But, uh, why not
1: Drake, uh, Drake and Morwenna?
0: Could be. So,
1: could, should be, should be. But I feel like that's, uh, if we, I'll, I'll there. leapfrog ahead of you. Good finale, bad finale, eh, finale, middle finale. Yeah. Some things were great. The idea of bringing the boys together to do one last heist, I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I love the idea that even though Ross has been deceptive to Demelza, he knows, like, everyone trusts me everyone knows that I've been doing something for the greater good Where let's go do it
0: but I'm I'm, I'm similar that a lot of eh. the
1: rest of the stuff fell flat for me I'm I'm similar
0: that's eh although I disagree even more on the the Ross side of things I feel like this entire episode is out of character from him that we've seen thus far that he literally Uh it, it really just kind of reduces him to having learned absolutely nothing over the course of five seasons that he's going to continue lying to Demelza yet again. (laughs) And get away with it. Right. Think that his plan will work. Mind you, he literally gets almost knifed. The gun is pointed to him because he's made the wrong choices. Like, he's sort of made the wrong choices. It's only the deus ex machina of George walking in or Demelza saving him f- again that he's able to get out of this. He doesn't learn. They make it seem like he learns nothing. And the show ends with him marching off to keep doing his own thing, even though his own child Blight. is, is going to be born again. Or, or another child is going to be born. It's just makes George- Ross seem like he hasn't evolved at all over the course of five seasons. So it makes me wonder, what have I been, have I been watching exactly? Uh-huh. Uh, so it actually makes the show worse and none of
1: them it's kind of like Seinfeld like what has George learned he's still bitter and angry and he can't Mm -hmm. make peace with his past and he still has all these struggles Dwight is ultimately still just a lackey in some ways George has evolved the most
0: because he's realized just stop trying to make a fuss be at peace with it be done with it yeah exactly raise the boy and the daughter
1: Mm mm-hmm Ursula.
0: It. yep. So there you have it.
1: Yeah, let you up. want to get to these these final power rankings.
0: Uh, yeah, and before we get to that, we'll we will be recapping the entire season next week, or the, the almost the whole series, right?
1: What we can do in the what we've done with Down and Abbey is we've done the entire final season and then broken down the power rankings of the whole show. So we'll do next that. week we can do a little brief couple minutes shorter episode next week about the breaking down the season and then the week after we'll do the final power rankings of poldark okay all right unless it comes back for season six and then we <laughs> yeah but in the in the meantime you want to get started on the power rankings this week
0: yeah well so going down number three i got the french they tried to make this whole invasion thing happen and it's Shut down from the jump because they trusted this man, Ross Poldark. What fools! They really did not do it right. Yeah, didn't here. they?
1: Didn't they check his LinkedIn? Like he doesn't have a good history right here.
0: Yeah, just because he talks ill of the the royal the royal crown doesn't mean he is actually a, a negative Nancy on on royalty. Come on now.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean the French do get played and the sympathizers as well. I got Jeffrey Charles at number three. This <laughs> poor guy doesn't get nothing this episode. He doesn't get his family's house. Yeah. He he has to go back to work. The girl doesn't come back for him. Everyone around him tells him forget about the girl. Like have we learned nothing from these period shows? The girl's gonna come back. She doesn't. Jeffrey Charles is a victim of subverting expectations in this episode, and he does not even this poor version of Jeffrey Charles does not deserve this ending.
0: Uh, Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I I don't know. I feel like he's a character they've always struggled to elevate throughout the series as being a more important player than he was, but... Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Oh, well. (laughs) He's not on my ranking. Spoiler alert. Um, Okay. Number two, I got Tess.
1: I got Tess at number two as well.
0: She's dragged through the mud by Ross. She gets played thoroughly. uh, And she doesn't end up with Sam. She had a good man there wrapped around her finger.
1: Yeah, and she's given... Much like George, she's given the opportunity to grow... Mm-hmm. And all she can say is, why didn't you turn me in, kind of thing. Yep. She doesn't recognize the fact that this is an opportunity to turn a new leaf. She just sees it as like, oh, you didn't send me away. Mm-hmm. Why? Okay, I'll see you later. I'm going to go <laughs> cause yep. more trouble.
0: So long, Tess. Hardly knew you. Uh, well, number one, it's Hanson and Merceron.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: These guys are in their nightgowns getting arrested. <laughs> You can feel the draft it with what they Hanson got
1: shot by George.
0: Yeah. I mean, these guys really thought they were above the law, but no. Mm-hmm. They're all caught up in it.
1: Yeah. And to that point. You can't escape local PD. Well, what was
0: Hanson doing here this episode? He could have gone gotten away with his daughter, who he said he was going to go away with he just couldn't let ross yeah. leave ross and late.
1: then he, he mentions like oh she snuck away go get her you're a gazillionaire yeah
0: you're really Wait, gonna
1: he, let her live in peace in jamaica did he say she snuck away in jamaica yeah she said he said she snuck away with um kitty on that boat
0: Great. okay i mean i guess it was it was a tiny boat <laughs> uh we saw the boat but yeah,
1: cecily's not gonna adapt to that life
0: yeah dave who's going up for you
1: Number three, I got George. Okay. The man the man comes in just when we need him. And he has a a slight baby face turn. Talking yeah. about coming off of WrestleMania. This is a crowd pop moment. George says, no, no, no. Like, it doesn't matter how much I don't like Ross. You're not screwing him for money. I'm a lord. I'm a lord. And he yeah. hits both of those shots. That's true.
0: Well, and he's also doing it for the crown. That's what he really says. I'm not doing it for us. I'm yeah. doing it for the, the country. Well, at number three, I got Ross. He's a dummy this episode, but he still gets the job done. He still stops the French invasion. Okay. Terrible, horrible person, but he did the, he did his job. You know.
1: Yeah, I got him. I got him a number two because not all, he gets the job done, despite the fact that everyone around him, both the people that are like in on the on the the lark of it all, and the people that are spying on him managed to screw you know like try to insert themselves into his situation Yeah. despite all that he gets through and he gets everything that he wants and he's got another kid on the way and he gets to go do more adventures
0: there you have it uh, on Ross well well, number two I got Demelza okay look she saves Ross's hide there by by sweet talking the the French uh, captain and uh, you know she, she's uh, pretty much there to help bring Ross to his senses every time he's he's wheeling out. So mm-hmm. she's just good at what she does, honestly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, they also, and that's why I have her, I have her at number one for all okay. those reasons. She's, you want to talk about how Ross is, has not evolved at all. Aside from the fact that maybe she shouldn't be with Ross anymore. Mm-hmm. Demelza's glow up on the show, despite the fact that she only has the one fiona dress she she has made herself um the most vital and and important person in cornwall in their little town and the way she treats ross you know she's like she has the the strength of will when she thinks he's cheating on her with tess to get the family pack their things and get out of town yeah she's not abused by ross when she finds out she gets out Really, uh, until she
0: the, finds the, the the, they really do try out the. They tried out the uh line a lot this episode again, just to remind you of where she came from. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean she she is the best, and you'll see that in the she rankings is the too. She'll come up uh, at the top. But this week it, it's George, and I don't understand how you can't have George at number one. He literally saves Ross from getting murdered. <laughs> like, what more do you want out? He also kills a man in cold blood. He also tells I think, Ross. I
1: think his his end is so. But
0: He tells Ross Valentine's not going to see you anymore And Ross just takes it on the lip Because it's like well I owe this man my life <laughs> He's And then he's also Telling Ross I'm shutting down Trendwith I'm not going to live there anymore I know that's your family home Too bad it's going to be empty Sucks to be you I'm George I'm going to go live nice Why? in my high life me? He starts slapping uh, his uh, shoulders uh, But he's fishing not happy about it
1: I'm going to see a ghost one more time On the way out the door
0: George absolutely wins this week. He comes to a sense that he's almost more responsible for Hanson and Merceron being turned down than, than Ross because he's the one who stops their plans. hmm. Ross should be kissing George's feet,
1: 100%. Well, I mean, he's beat him up enough times. I think Ross is like, all right, we're, I'll, I won't hit you this time.
0: You'd think, though, after that thing, he's Ross would be a little bit shaken, like, I don't want to get in a gunfight with this guy. He looks like he's ready. he's, he's got a good, uh, good steady hand there.
1: Yeah, and we know he trained a lot yep. in the past. He's yeah, ready to go.
0: Boxing, yeah. George is back, man. This whole season, it took a while, but we got him back. You're, you're lying he to yourself was, to say he's below Ross this week, man.
1: I think Ross ends the episode in a better place than George.
0: It doesn't matter. <laughs> well, Ross ends in a better place. He's going off, leaving his pregnant wife to go He loves undercover. that.
1: Stuff. That's his, his, his dream.
0: He literally says, you know, he's afraid of going, but you know.
1: Oh yeah, sure. Ross loves it.
0: He's a maniac. Um, and that's pole dark for you. A show about
1: crazy. That's the show. <laughs> it definitely, I was waiting, t- talking about going again to talk about Justified. The one thing they say in Justified is we used to mine coal together. You used to uh, dig and coal. And I thought, I thought that this ev- this something would happen where it's like we're just a couple miners. Who love minds.
0: Yeah. They used to dig coal together.
1: <laughs> nope. No mind talking. <laughs> well, George talking. never dug. Yeah.
0: But, yeah, there's, there's so many things I'm not, that's not even coming to mind that they just didn't touch on this episode that they just kind of left dangling out there. But mm-hmm. we'll talk about it later.
1: <laughs> indeed. Indeed.
0: But, Dave, it was WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. Tell me. What's the highlights? What, what should our listeners know about?
1: I think what we called last week, I think Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio was fantastic.
0: Incredible. He took his belt off Great and he whipped telling. his son in the middle of the ring and the crowd went yep. wild. I wish I was making that up, but that happened.
1: Well, his son is also a 25-year-old man. It's not he's like he's 25-year-old a 25-year-old man a and he was
0: also telling his his mother to shut up in front of everyone.
1: Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know... You want to look at the women's side of things? I really thought on NXT the women's ladder match was awesome.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, that was, that was a solid match.
1: I think I, you know in this day and age, the ladies are getting the opportunity to do things that historically they have never done, and I've never seen a women's match get that brutal like that. There was some real yeah. like icky moments there that these girls wanted to throw their bodies around like the boys, and, that, and the ending too
0: was heartwarming to that one too. Good oh callback. yeah. callback. Uh, but yeah. What about I mean, you?
1: Anything else aside from Ray and Dom?
0: I mean, that was really the highlight. I wasn't as invested in any of this bloodline stuff, except until last night, where if you follow wrestling at all, there's a huge contingent of fans today that are very upset because Cody Rhodes lost to Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. And part of that is just because Roman, Roman's been the champion for three years and we're all sick of seeing it. And Cody may mm-hmm. have not been the right guy to take the belt off him, but the thing is, the story they told in the match to not align with the narrative, which is like, oh no, he's earned it in this match. He should be the one to do it. And then they just made the wrong call. And uh, we have to sit through another long match of Roman getting his butt beat to finally drop the belts to someone. It's, it's, it's exhausting. This this is why soap operas are really test patients at times.
1: So we're, we're two for two this week as far as disappointing finales.
0: 100%. 100%. But... I think we can leave it there. We've we've been talking a lot this week, over an yeah, hour right
1: lots now. Lots to talk about, and next we'll we have a lot more arc to break down. Yeah, you know we're gonna do this. We're gonna send this ship off in the best way possible, over the next couple weeks.
0: Yep, and you know where to find us. We have a Patreon with some bonus material out there, and our Lord's Grantham Lounge access. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, hit us up at Gmail, uh, Instagram. We're out there. You can leave us five star rating review if so choose on our uh, podcasts. Uh, where, anywhere you, where you get your podcast man my brain is fried and uh, also we have our Podbean website with all our episodes out there as well alright thank y'all yeah.